Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Thursday, May 20th, 2022. We're back. It's episode, I mean, I don't know how you want to do it. Episode 103 or season two, two episode two. I don't know. Season two, episode two. You think that's a better feel? I think that's a better way. Okay. All right. We'll go with that then. Whatever it is, it's both of those. And uh, we're back. It's National Red Sneakers Day. Uh, down on the penalty kill today. And I think this is the strangest circumstances that we've ever recorded a podcast <laughs> in there. So this is going to be interesting. No Adam, but you heard Alex already. Owen's here. What's up? Not much. I'm excited. We got a, I mean, elephant in the room. The uh, Oilers are playing the Flames today. It's a bit of like... It's a big moment. But it's like a bit of an inter-podcast kind of rivalry. Yeah, game. that beef. is. And beef. we can start the show right away with that. I mean, yeah. no need for red sneaker talk. Like, no. I got a pair, but I don't use them that often. Owen's got a pair of red sneakers, I, I think. Do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Left my home. <laughs> you don't really strike me as a red sneaker guy. I used to rip some, like, red Converse's back in my day, that's, if that yes. counts. That's the Owen pair. That's I got to get back on the train, but as of now, no nothing. See, there we go. Red sneakers, <clears> done. <throat> Back to the important stuff, the cutting edge stuff. I don't think we've ever started a show with hockey, but I feel for good reason. Yeah, I feel like this is a really unique opportunity because there has not been a battle of Alberta in the playoffs since 1991. The Oilers actually won that series. If you were wondering, by the way, seven games. But the game one is tonight. We're going to give you a little best of both worlds and words. We're recording before the game right now. Actually, like 10 minutes before the game. So there's going to be some breaks in the podcast. That's the circumstances okay. we were referencing. And then we're going to come back after and give you some post-game breakdown. But this is very exciting. We'd be wasting an opportunity if we weren't talking about this. Because if you don't know already, I'm locked in on, on Oiler hockey pretty much all times of the year, except for like August and September. But like if you put on a huge basketball game or Oilers Sharks, I'm probably watching Oilers Sharks, to be honest with you. That's mostly how my life works. Alex is a big Flames fan. Huge Flames fan. And like you said, I kind of liked how you described that. We'd be wasting a pretty big opportunity because like it seems like a lot of people are locked in on the playoffs right now. Um, both in the United States, like TV, TV viewings are up and stuff, but like I'm a diehard, Phil's a diehard, Owen's been casual, casual, yeah. but slowly becoming diehard. Um, yeah. eh. and it's generous. Eh. That's generous. I like <laughs> to be generous. And, uh, yeah, I think we could just give everybody like pretty good analysis. Cause I've watched the, well, I've watched the flames all season. Phil's watched the Oilers all season. So we could give you guys some pretty good analysis here. I believe that to be the case. Otherwise, I would be wasting your time with talking about hockey. But you said people are excited. I can't confirm this because Alex is the one who's been doing the sourcing, but Molly Kerm, is that how I say it? Molly Kerm, I don't know. Of first of take has oh. been has been hyping up. Two days in a row now. Two days in a row, the battle for Alberta. Battle for Alberta. <laughs> like it's, oh, a, it's war. a war. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's it's unreal on first take. It's it's so sick. <laughs> Territory on the line, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Battle for Winter Alberta. Takes Alberta. War of eighteen twelve type beat. <laughs> oh man. It's uh it's quite a time to be in this province and it would be a big miss if we didn't talk about it. So I guess we're uniquely qualified to talk about this quickly because we're obviously going to come back after the game and talk a little bit about this. But going into this series, as an Oiler fan, I do feel pretty good. Um, I mean, we could be 
playing against the 2000s Devils and I would still be feeling pretty good. And we could be playing <laughs> against the Gordie Howe Red Wings. I would still probably be feeling pretty good. But I do feel good. The line is of Calgary minus 200 for the series. Oilers plus 160. They were 2-2 two and two in the regular season. Pretty much when these teams play, I guess you just throw all that stuff out. So I really i am shocked that it came down to this. I never thought I would see the day that there's a Flames Oilers playoff series. But here we are. Me either. It's, it's crazy. Like, I, I didn't think this would happen, but it almost didn't happen, but it's good that it did. Um, I feel good. I, yeah, it's gonna it's not going to be great for one team, so whoever gets eliminated, but um, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I'm feeling good as a Flames fan, too. I guess everybody's pretty confident, like, let's be honest, um, until the first couple games we'll see, but uh, I'm feeling confident. Um, two most things, like, biggest things for me, I'm confident in our coach, Really confident in our coach and uh, and our goalie. So I think those are two big things in, when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. I think you might call me crazy for this. I feel better because having played Los Angeles, I feel like Los Angeles' forwards could do more against us than the Calgary forwards could. Mm. I think Deneau and Kopitar impact the game a little more in a 200-foot type of presence i feel like we might have an easier time in that sense but your defense is probably better and your goalie's probably better even though quick played well so i am a little nervous still but i do i do feel like the most important thing for edmonton is like don't get too physical in this calgary is more of a physical team they probably try to engage more than we will i'm i'm just excited to see how the first game goes i don't want to say too much but i do feel good yeah i don't want to say too much either but you got to let the first game go by and then even I think you got to get to like games two and three maybe even just to start forming some takes because there's the classic game one over reaction which we've seen in, in so many sports so um, you know we'll just let game one go and, and see what happens uh, big thing for me would be don't let the Oilers go on the power play that is scary. That's a mistake. That's a mistake. That. I feel like your guys' power play is like scoring at like a 60% rate, I want to say. Um, 40, it's, but it's close. No, like, but I'm saying it feels like a 60% rate. Like it feel, every every second power play I feel like is a goal. So, um, But I'm sure Sutter's going to get that into the boys. So uh, make sure we're not taking silly penalties. Yeah, I mean, I got to go with the hometown team. Um, but you, I mean, if we're going by yeah. stats, you live in Edmonton yeah. more than you do in Calgary. Well, I mean, I've, if we're going to go by stats, stats, I've lived. The analytics people would say. Yeah. this. If you want to go sabermetrics, like I've lived <laughs> almost my entire life in Calgary. Uh, recency bias, here. maybe on my take. Yeah. Recency bias there. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I'm going I'm to have to go with Calgary. Um, no, we'll come back in after the first game and we will uh, add some stuff here. Good. That hit a skeet, stayed in. Kachuk, breakaway, scores! Okay, Flames Oilers postgame. Um, <laughs> we mentioned it at the end, but this is the hardest show we've ever done. We recorded during intermission so we could catch the game. That shows how diehard of a fans we are. That was, like, probably the most worst most worst yeah that's about right for 11 o'clock at night a hockey game i've ever watched i i i was not really that it's you go through the stages of grief if you're me when you're down six to two five to one three to nothing you go through all the stages of grief and then to get it back to six six it's like when they score to make it seven six do i really even like react it's like oh no you know what i already kind of admitted defeat here i thought that was a pitiful pitiful oiler performance but um somehow to walk away with six goals in that game don't ask me how that happened i could thank jacob markstrom but wow um 
I think after, like Kevin Lowe always says, the series doesn't start till after the first game. You make adjustments after the first game. You learn after the first game what the other team's going to do. I think this series might not start till after the second game, judging by that logic, because what do you even take away from what we just saw? That was a horrible game by both teams. It was preseason hockey. That was preseason hockey. Didn't feel like any of the stars were out there. Just felt like you had a bunch of minors playing. Um, didn't feel like there were any goalies. I know the Flames won, but I don't feel good about our performance at all today. I know people will say, well, we scored nine goals. Yeah, but I mean, I'd rather score less goals and give up much less goals. I mean, giving up six goals was horrible. Markstrom didn't play well. I don't think our defense played well. I think same goes with the Oilers. Tough start. They get it back and lose as well. So um, a lot, a lot of stuff to work on for both teams. So. I mean, you know, we got came away with the win, but not not overall happy with our with our performance. And like you said, it was just such a weird range of emotions. Like, I was hyped for the first period, and then second, and then we just kept scoring goals, and I was like, "Well, this is whatever." Second and then the Oilers storm yeah. back, storm yeah. back, and and tie the game. And then I'm like, okay. And then I got hyped after when we scored seven six, and then we scored like eight six, and I was like, I don't care anymore. What if the Oilers just come back? Yeah, you know it was just such a weird game. I couldn't get hyped anymore. You know what's funny is you. Wa- I watched the other team all season, and it's like you realize the, the the things you notice throughout the season. They keep coming back, keep coming back, and it just makes me so mad. Like, how can I see these things? Like, why do you never start on time? Why are you never ready to play? <laughs> I just, it just, oh, I just gets my dander up twenty four seven. I I do not understand it. How are you not mentally ready for this? It, you just come out and get pushed around for 10 minutes at the start of every game for the last three months it's so disappointing but at the, like and then it gets to 6-6 and i'm thinking to myself i'm getting myself energized okay like we haven't played well today this is a chance to steal a game on yeah. the road this can change the series if we get the next goal we've got mcdavid we can do it and we concede like 40 seconds later it's like can you just one time do something properly please but that was a frustrating day Owen, uh, you were kind of, uh, you enjoyed the game, I think. I did enjoy the game. Uh, <laughs> what did you enjoy the most? Uh, the goals. Like, I liked. Were there a lot of goals? <laughs> there was a lot of goals. There was a lot. I enjoyed watching all the goals. Um, but as, like, a casual hockey fan, somebody that doesn't know the game as well, um, it seemed like there was some carryover from, like, I feel like both teams fought, like, had really competitive series before, which I'm sure were pretty draining both physically and mentally and emotionally so i'm sure it seemed to me that there was some maybe some carryover from that because it seemed like both teams came out pretty sloppy in a lot of ways especially the goalies and defend i think you're exactly right i think you like literally that's a perfect way to sum it up i hadn't really thought of that but like when you play that series and when you play a team seven times like we both did you get so dialed into what they're doing and it's like a meticulous process every single game this is how they've adjusted to what we're doing. This is how we're going to adjust to what they're doing. And then you get dropped into this new series where you've just extended all There's your energy to, adjust, to seven. Really. And it's mm-hmm. just like, let's just drop the puck and play. And it just looked like it for both sides. Yeah. They're both really sloppy. So I don't know. Again, you make adjustments off little things, but I don't know from either side what you go into the room and say, this is the one thing we need to adjust to because it just felt like everything was so thrown together. I think like... The- I think every, like the both teams need to adjust everything. Yeah. I just yeah. didn't think it was like. And once again, I know it was a lot of goals, and sure there was some good offensive stuff, but I don't even know how much it was offensive stuff as much as it was like really poor goaltending and really poor defense. Yeah, 
like some of those goals, I mean, holy smokes, those guys were open and no yeah. one was covering them, and it was it just looked pretty easy for the offense. So um, I don't even think that you know nine six was indic- indicative of how well the offense has played. I just think it was like some of the worst defensive goaltending I've seen in a while. Yeah, yeah. So game was kind of a bummer, but the podcast was good. Podcast, podcast was good. good. This is an advantage of speaking earlier because you get to talk about what happened later. Exactly. Very true. It's yeah. Very true. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure we were way. We sounded way more hyped up before. <laughs> now we're just like we're both let down. I think what the viewers will enjoy the most is we recorded during intermission. So end of the first period, I was down. You two were up. End of the second period, we were all just down. And then I think we had a revival at the end of the third yeah. period. So <laughs> that'll do. Well, enjoy the rest of the show. Vic. Penalty flag is down, and Vic, his third interception, tipped into the arms of Palomaro. Let's start talking about basketball, and then in the middle of this segment, we're just going to Who knows how black. far we get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we could be really deep in a thought-provoking conversation, and then it just stops. And yeah, then we it just shuts off. Come back, talk about red sneakers again. No. Uh, since the last time we spoke, there were two eliminations. The Celtics eliminated the Bucks, and then more surprisingly, I think much more surprisingly, the Mavericks took out the Suns in Phoenix in Game 7. I'm sure everybody's kind of heard their piece on both of those. So I guess the best thing we can do, we like to talk about the eliminated teams. We'll put that on the back half and talk about the actual series that are going on right now. Celtics at Heat game one yesterday. It was a pretty, I mean, Jimmy Butler's got a great playoff resume, but he yeah. just keeps adding to it with a performance like that. I feel like Jimmy Butler's the type of psycho who just reads like Jason Tatum top five, Jason Tatum top five yeah. takes yeah. for like yeah. three days. And then he just psychs himself up to become Michael Jordan in yeah. game one of the series. He was fantastic. They got good contributions from guys down the line of two, like Vincent was good. Um, whom I missed. Struce. Struce out of bio obviously was very good in the second half. I think going into the series, I definitely favored the Celtics more, but after watching that first game and watching the way Miami defended them, particularly with like, they're just going to make you like dribble. Like they're going to press you the whole court. The Celtics don't really have that natural point guard, get it to the space, especially with smart out. So I do feel, I don't want to say I changed my opinion, but I feel like it is going to go seven now with the way that he played that first game. That's how I feel. Yeah. I was, I was thinking, you know, that the Celtics could, I thought the heat were a lesser team because everyone was saying either bucks, Celtics, bucks, Celtics, whoever comes out, is going to, you know, make quick work of the heat but like respect that was a really good game one butler absolutely controlled the entire game i mean he went for 40 so and they got a lot of depth scoring but like you said i think horford and smart are two pretty important people for the celtics as we've seen um both defensively and offensively so um tough that you know the celtics can put up pull out a win there but um, I think when they get those guys back, I think they could, you know, go down 2-0 in the series. I don't think it's time time to panic. If Just, you know, get get your guys back and, and uh, you know, you can go back to Boston and win both those games. So um, no need to rush them back or anything. And I think I think Tatum, he had a good first half struggle in the second half. Yeah. But that's what you, you got to expect that, though, with Miami. Miami's just going to play that kind of defense. Like, it's just suffocating defense. It's 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 crazy. They did it to Embiid. They did it to all the other players they've played so far in the playoffs. So, um they shouldn't be surprised by that. So, um, but I'm expecting a better game by the Celtics next game. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, yeah, I think Tatum had 21 in the first half, and then I don't know how yeah, he definitely had uh, less in the second. Um, and I would credit honestly not not all of it to Jimmy Butler, but I would give Jimmy Butler a lot of the credit on defense, just because, especially down the stretch, he uh, he's really you know he's he's a gifted defensive player. I think when it comes to 
reading the play and making and taking risks to either get steals or make or blocks or whatever it ends up being. So I think he's a really uh, talented defensive player, and I think that uh, really obviously helps his team and energizes his teammates. So um, I think that was good to see, and I agree with Phil. I, I don't think I'm worried if I'm either team. I think if you're the Celtics, you you look and say, you know what, we got, you know, when we get. Marcus Smart and uh, Williams back. I think Horford. Horford. Or, sorry, Horford back. I think you know we're in a good spot to to be competitive. Um, and if you're Miami, you you just played a great game, and and Jimmy Butler seems to be getting better with each playoff game. So I think both teams are probably in a good spot uh, in their own minds, and so I I as well see this game probably going six or seven in yeah. this series. I think. I, I guess in particular the way the Celtics series ended, it kind of seemed like oh, obviously they're gonna come out and they're gonna they're like they're a different class than Miami. They mm-hmm. beat a better mm-hmm. opponent than Miami did. So I feel like there was that kind of bias going in that uh, the Celtics were just gonna have that edge on them. So it was nice to see Miami get one. Obviously without the two guys is a big note, but home games coming up for the Celtics, so you can't really. Also that dribbling stuff's really interesting. I've been hearing like the Celtics just not being able to dribble. So. Something to look for in game two if you missed a game one. Yeah, and the, I like how they, much they like. Oh, Pritchard's out there. Like, but switch. Like, like we are working for that switch. But Pritchard, I mean, he took down some shots. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, as as uh, well, three white guys on a podcast, Peyton Pritchard. Like, that's kind of my type of player. Yeah. Oh yeah. If, yeah. Like the best version of a basketball player that I could ever have been. Yeah. Is that guy? Yeah. He's like six. He's one. my ceiling. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He is literally my ceiling. <laughs> yeah. I th- well maybe Delvadova, but Delvadova tried harder than I ever did. Yeah. Especially like and Pritchard one probably years. did too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, that fair point. <laughs> fair point. Because he probably tried harder than Delvadova. <laughs> So I guess you got me a little catch 22 there. Um, I guess if I have to make a pick, if you're going to force me to make a pick, I'm, I'm going to take the heat just because I hate wow. the Celtics. I hate them. That's my pick. I think I'm going to take the heat too. I think, wow. you know, everyone in um, Boston was saying how important home court advantage was. And I think that, you know, they proved that, yeah, home court advantage is huge, but they don't have home court advantage. So, and I think the heat are going to use that to, to their advantage. And, uh, and I think it'll work out for them in seven. So heat in seven. Yeah, I'm taking the Celtics in six. Wow. Yeah, I think it's the series. I think is going to turn around once uh, Smart and Horford come back. And okay. I, I want to give Miami credit because I think it'll be a long series. But uh, yeah, I think the Celtics are a better team. They're a better defensive team, even though it's maybe closer than what people think. Um, and I just think they're the best team in the playoffs this year. So. I agree with you, unfortunately, but I cannot pick them under <laughs> un, under my circumstances. <laughs> Me too. I cannot take it. Um, <laughs> I guess we can move on to the uh, Mavericks-Warriors quickly. Again, this is before game one. I'm sure we'll get a word in after yeah. um, to talk about that. I think this is a great matchup. I think you look back on this, and obviously with the way Dallas beat Phoenix, I think the take has certainly been out there over the last couple of days that Luka is kind of on his way to being a lebron light player. You never want to compare somebody to LeBron, but somebody yeah. who could go to multiple finals with with this team. So I feel like you're going to look back in the in the time chambers of NBA history and be like, "Oh yeah, like it was pretty cool that we got Luka against the Warriors, like one maybe potential future dynasty against one past. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be nice to see them go at it." I'm a full-on Kool-Aid drinker for Luka Doncic oh, at this yeah. point. I'm not going to lie. I'm picking Dallas to win this series. I'm picking Dallas to win the championship because I'm full-on drinking the Kool-Aid. And I think what's what's interesting to me about this is the Warriors are the championship favorites right now. They have the highest, they have the best odds to win the championship. I don't, 
I'm not totally sold that they're this great team. Like if I look back on their wins, Denver, what was it, five or six and and five, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't really I mean, Denver obviously has one fantastic basketball player, but the rest of the team we've went down, their two through eight is pretty embarrassing. And Memphis, like I two can't games re- without Joe. I can't really give them any credit for beating Memphis like that, to be honest, because we haven't seen what Memphis really is in the playoffs. I'm I'm believing that Dallas can make things uncomfortable for Go- for Golden State. This take might look terrible in about two and a half hours, but I'm on the Mavs. Yeah, I'm on the Mavs too. I'm with you. I'm <laughs> Let's drinking go. the Kool Aid. Let's go Kool Aid. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I'm not confident about this pick. Neither am I. Like it's a very <laughs> shaky pick, but uh, I think Luca is the best player on the planet right now. And Let's go. Yeah, I, I got Giannis over him, but he's my number That's two. That's fair. That's fair. And I would say it's really close. And I would say, <laughs> I, I would say, look. That. Did you forget about Giannis? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I'm mostly focusing on, he's the best player still in the playoffs by there a wide go. margin. That's the take. Yeah, and uh, I think if you can, Jason Kidd does a really good job. And he did a really good job in the Miami series of making sure he's in like uh, good defensive matchups. So I think that's where his weakness is. His teams can kind of pick him apart just because of how kind of slow and lumbery he can be. Um, but, I mean, offensively, he's... Uh, He's there's really not much he can do, and there's not many people, if any, on the planet that can guard him. There's nobody like him. Yeah, matchup nightmare wherever wherever he is. So uh, I'm gonna take the Mavs. I like the way even the role guys. I think um, like Kleber is a great defensive player. He's a great defensive piece, and he's really versatile, really switchable. And then you look at guys like Bertans, who hits timely threes and and contributes when he can too. I think this is. For as much credit as we give Luca, and as much credit as I'm giving him right now, I think the team as a whole is really well oiled. And I think Jason Kidd has him going at a really, has him working really well right now. So I'm going to take them as well. You know, it's funny about that. Quickly, I feel like every bit of the last couple of years, we've been like, "Oh, Dallas needs to upgrade this spot. Dallas needs to upgrade this spot." <laughs> yeah. But all the guys no, that they were like grooming to get like, there, makes sense. All kind of got there. Like Finney Smith, definitely yeah. Brunson, definitely. definitely, and then even. Uh, Kleber. Kleber, who I was forgetting, of course, yeah. And then made some good signings like Bullock, but sorry there. Yeah, I'll make that three. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, too. Uh, give me Dallas in seven. Um, Luca is just such a fun guy to watch um, on so many levels, and he's getting to that territory where there's not a lot of guys in the NBA where it's just you watch him play, and it's just like, okay, well, this is unfair. Yeah. Like, this is just unfair. Like, just, you know, how do you stop this? What do you do? It's just straight up unfair. He's making fun of you. He has 40 points. He's doing step backs from the logo, like, laughing in your face. And don't forget the beers before the game. And the ripping brewskis <laughs> with the boys before the game. Uh, smoking hookahs and drinking iced tea in the offseason. I mean, how can you not love this guy? Like, he's just your classic, like, white dude who's just really good at basketball. Um, and like you said to, like Owen said to um, Dallas's depth, it's kind of it, it. A lot of guys can just show up for them, which yeah. which I like. So it's it's usually you got Luca and then Brunson, and then it's just Bertans can go off for twenty. Dinwiddie had like twenty five or thirty thirty yeah. last game. It was the most. I might have got. I might have this stat completely wrong because as I'm saying yeah. it, it sounds crazy, but I think it's true. Most points off the bench ever in a game seven. I think it's it true. might it be. So specific, it sounds. True. It's got to be true. But yeah. like Spencer Dinwiddie can't hold that record. Is yeah, that is a tough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like Dorian Finney Smith, like you just got all these other guys that if they just get because th- I feel like with Luca, like you just need another guy to get like over twenty five points and like there's a good chance you're winning the game. Yeah, yeah. Just because Luca is so like he's just so good. So, um, and I think. I think this is this could be the hardest team that Golden State's played. 
Yes. And and I think Kidd is just such a phenomenal coach that you know he's gonna expose some matchups and and he's gonna find a way for Luca to cook and, and and get his other guys involved. So um pretty good three point shooting teams. So I think they can you know go toe toe to toe with uh with Golden State. Um and yeah I just at this point I just don't think like there's defenders that can limit Luca but no one can stop him. So and, it's gonna be a super fun match. And to the point on Golden State, I don't think this is people. This isn't the Golden State of like 2019, 2018, 2017. Yeah. Like, yeah. Clay has been like trick or treat bad at times. Yeah, like, like he's depleted not, version. Yeah, yeah. Well, this yeah. is not the Clay that we're used to seeing. This is one of Steph's poorer seasons. Like, although he has played better, um, but like Draymond. And then yeah, well, he's so Draymond's own. like oh, he's uh, like he's shooting forty percent. <laughs> so in his mind, yeah, in his mind, <laughs> it is the time of year. So we don't know when that can start, uh, but it's about to kick in right now. Literally yeah. kick, maybe. Just, that's what that's what your fear is. It, definitely. Yeah. If you're yeah. Dallas, and, that's and the just big to one. add, I don't know, like once again, there's not a lot of guys, but Luca is one of those like three or four guys I think that has that killer instinct. Like I'm gonna kill you right now. Like I'm winning this series, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I think Dallas has the best player in the series. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't agree. think that's you know a hot take. No, I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, it's funny that you say Jason Kidd's a phenomenal coach because I agree and. If you had told me that after he left the Bucks, I was oh, like, same. no way. He should just leave coaching for life. Yeah. Like, this guy's a low yeah. life. Like, just get him out. But he's an amazing coach this season. So you got to give him credit for Remember that. Remember the caller pick? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, when he did the, or when he spilled his drink for the timeout. Yeah, on yeah, the yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was uh -huh. funny. So, oh, yeah, I forgot about the caller picture. And that was going viral. Like, pre-team photos. Like, pre Mega. Yeah. And uh, it is funny that Dallas has come all this way without Tim Hardaway, who they've committed, like, $20 million a year to or whatever, 16 yeah. whatever it might be. And he just sits there the whole time. Like, when they get him back, that's just another piece so they can trade True. that money for somebody else. So they're going to get better, obviously. It is also funny that we say all this stuff about Luca, and then, what if he drops like 11 points tonight and the Mavs lose by 30? That might be tough. That might be a tough take, but hey, it's already out there. It's staying in the it's pod. Okay. <laughs> that's why we're coming back. That's why, and that's why it's a seven-game series. Like, we'll give them some games. Facts. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. Warriors are getting some games. They're going to get some games. Facts. Yeah. Like, Luca might be bloated from the beers. Yeah. You Maybe. Know? But he might yeah. be. <laughs> a little first quarter bathroom break. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And then never gets in the flow in of the pick, game. In that pick, he's drinking them with Boban and his assistant coach. So that might be on the assistant coach for letting his boy drink beers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, feel, uh, I kind of agree with that. Quickly, and then we're going to take a quick break. Um, there's four possible finals matchups, obviously. Celtics-Warriors, Celtics-Mavericks, Heat-Warriors, Heat-Mavericks. I know which one I'm going with. Me but. too. Which one do you want to see the most? Which one's the most, like, best storylines, most interesting? Is it, like, Celtics-Mavericks, I will say, would be nice because it's, like, a little Doncic-Tatum. Yeah. Like, two maybe future fa faces of the league. Heat-Mavericks, we're getting the 2011 yeah. replay and the 2006 replay. So there's, like, some weird history. You know, you can kind of build it up. Uh, Heat-Warriors, I don't really know how to hype that. Like, I, Yeah, that's like, an odd... Yeah, it just doesn't one. seem like they mesh. You <laughs> nah. know? Like it just it just doesn't work. Uh, so we can cross that off. And then yeah. <laughs> and then what's well, the Celtics Warriors is also good. Like I feel like they've had good games over the years. Yeah, big franchise type. Yeah. yeah. But which one do you think is most exciting? I'm gonna go with Celtics Warriors. You think? It, yeah. Um, okay. Best for last. Yeah. What do you mean best for last? Like it was the last one I said. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I guess so, but uh, that wasn't yeah. a great comment. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> no, but I think it's like, I think you need to have a team in there that's got a little bit more championship pedigree. 
mm-hmm. in the Warriors because then you bring in more of like the old I guess fans. I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm an old fan, but like <laughs> older fans, older NBA fans. And then the Celtics are like they've been there for a long time. They kind of got these younger guys, more up and coming guys. So it's like kind of the best of both worlds. I love it. Yeah. All right, back after the first period. Um, just, Suboptimal right now. <laughs> just continuing is a testament to my willpower. I'm That's right, honestly. That. Um, NBA draft lottery. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. It feels like a, a lot has happened in the last 24 hours, maybe the last hour. But the NBA draft lottery was yesterday, and the Orlando Magic won, as Alex, Alex predicted on this very show. Well done. <laughs> Let's go. You said it is fun when the Orlando Magic are good. I'd never heard that sentence before. We, we <laughs> criticized it at the time. But it seems like you're, you will have the opportunity to figure out if that is true or not. I, I will. Um, and... Uh... It looks like the basketball basketball gods listen to me. Is um so they picked Shaq in what I'm not I don't know ninety three ninety three, Dwight in two thousand four two thousand four is Chet a center? No. Now, okay, this, then that's tough. Yeah. What, what I, I thought for a second. Might have been. I mean, he is kind of a center. No? You take a Drew Timmy next franchise center. Well, I'm saying I think if they go three for three with franchise centers, yeah. and they're fun again, then that's a big deal. <laughs> Got to continue it. <laughs> that's a big deal for sure. I think what they were saying was the Magic have long had this infatuation with like the crazy athletes. Like mm-hmm. Mo Bamba, they got Jonathan Isaac, they yeah. liked Hazonia. Uh-huh. So like Chet Holmgren seems Jared like Ross. he's right in their wheelhouse. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, this is our type of guy. But I think I mean, I don't know. Oklahoma, just to finish the order, uh Oklahoma City two, Houston three, Sacramento four, Detroit five. So I would imagine if Chet doesn't go first, he does seem like a OKC dream waiting to happen. So I would imagine he would go two. But would you take him number one is the question. I think Owen's probably the right guy to ask. Yeah, I would take him number one. You would? Yeah, I think I've said this on the show before, but I just think he's like one of the most unique or interesting prospects we've seen as far as somebody that can play defense at a really high level and then has really high upside offensively as somebody that can score out of the pick and roll and then eventually kind of, you know, expand beyond that and be able to create offense on their own i think mm. that i think he's got you know a lot of upside somebody that i think you don't want to risk not taking you think it could be like a luca pass-up situation i i well that's hard to say because i think luca's may, may and when it's all said and done might end up being one of the greatest players we've ever seen but uh, yeah it's no that's true uh, yeah, but you know it's <clears throat> in that realm maybe they have a lot of forwards though the magic they do so i wouldn't exactly build my team around what you have right now (laughs) that is true that is true it's like we won't draft him because we're content with we've got franz wagner we've got franz wagner and we got mo and mo Mo, jonathan isaac and wendell carter yeah jonathan isaac bomba and bomba that's a lot yeah that's a lot uh i mean i i don't really hate the pick, whatever. I think Jabari Smith's a pretty uh, interesting guy too. So, yeah. Um, okay. I, my top are Jabari Smith and, and Chet. Um, so I think those are kind of the guys that could possibly take them to the next level. I've seen some Paulo hype over the last couple of days. That's not for me. Not that's for that's not my. That's I didn't like his interview. I forgot what he said, but it was something the like Patrick a, Mahomes interview. No, 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 no. He did. Like he was getting one. interviewed at the uh, at the lottery, and uh, Jabari Smith and Chet were decently humble. Until I heard what Chet ended up saying like a day later. But we'll get to that probably some other time in the pod. Um, But he was like, yo, I'll be like one of the greatest players of all time or something. I was like, okay. Okay. I'm not sure about that. Uh Let's take a shift in the NBA. Yeah. Let's let's get a rotation (laughs) in. (laughs) Let's clock in. (laughs) Yeah, Oklahoma City too. I mean, 
uh, like I said, they'll just uh, they're kind of a weird team because they they've got I think they have 17 draft picks in the first round in the next five years, so they've got to cut the roster down a little bit to fit all those guys. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah, they do. I think they're picking two and 12 as well. Um, I feel like they're kind of a team that just goes through their own kind of draft process and like circles in on guys that you might not expect. So I don't really want to predict what they're doing, but it seems like like leading up to this, there's been a top three and then maybe a couple guys after that. I just think it's tough that Detroit didn't vault into that top three, secure the second guy. It seems like you'll look back on that and be like, well, if they were in the top three that year, they really could have had something special. Yeah. But instead, they got the Iowa guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's good, but like, he he's not Paolo Pinchero. No. So. Yeah. 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 Um, that one was tough. But uh, I don't know. Is there any good forwards really after uh, after three? I think it's just like guards because it's Ivy well, and the Iowa guy. How big is that shade and sharp? He's a guard. He's a Canadian too. He's uh, oh, that's probably like six, three, six, a guy that's never played a college basketball game. Yeah, I think it's, they're gonna take. I think he's gonna go up in that top five. No, level. I saw that on Sportsnet or SportsCenter too. I, I don't. You know, you know when the real Maybe. when the real stuff happens. I think it's just when teams start doing their workouts. Yeah, I think that's when you really yeah. like crystallize like what's gonna happen, who's actually good and who's not. Yeah, it's kind of hard and, to and say you know right which now. teams like if Oklahoma likes a guy. Maybe draft that guy. Yeah. If Sacramento likes a guy, <laughs> yeah. don't draft four, him. Maybe stay off. Yeah. So yeah, just take him off the board. <laughs> yeah. Just whoop. <laughs> he flies off. Yeah. Um, I am overall pleased with the Magic in the first pick, though. I'm okay with it. Me we too. already covered Me that too. around. You were a Magic fan for about a day. Remember in 2019? Yes. Yes. I, I actually, fun fact, I attended the DJ Augustine playoff game. Yeah. The day Kyle Lowry scored zero points. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good time. I rocked the Mo Bomba. My dad rocked the Andrew Nicholson. Fire. <laughs> um, lastly, before we take another break, because, you know, we're recording in quick succession here, uh, we got to talk about the two teams that got eliminated, mm. Milwaukee and Phoenix. Now, Phoenix, this is this is tough because we're gonna eat like a, a eh, dinner and then have an A plus dessert. Right, we're saving Phoenix for last. Yeah. <laughs> Milwaukee, I don't think there's a lot I can say. I guess we'll take it this angle. I saw some people saying over the last couple of days, Milwaukee's gonna look back on these five years that have passed with a lot of regret. Hmm. Lost this round, won the title last year. Obviously, year before in the bubble, Giannis Got was four zero by yeah. Miami. Giannis was hurt. Yes, but they did end up losing that. Lost East Finals to the Raptors in 2019, 2018. I believe they lost to the Celtics. Yes, first so, round, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're saying if you look at the ages, Middleton. I have it written down here. Middleton's thirty one in August. Holiday's thirty two in June. They're going to look back on this sort of five-year period and say, man, we maybe probably okay, should have got one more. So that's one way that they could maybe take it. But I feel like you kind of look back on this year specifically and think, okay, Middleton was hurt. Can't really do much there. They kind of missed on their role, guys. There was a lot of minutes for like Grace and Allen. Yeah. Maybe trading DiVincenzo was a mistake. Like, I, feel <laughs> I like think they, so. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they sort of made some weird moves. Um so if you could just get better around the edges, like less George Hill, maybe a little more, somebody better. Maybe Javon Carter was literally on your bench. I don't know. But that's sort of the two angles you can take. Milwaukee, sort of not a big deal. They'll build on this and get better next year with Middleton back. Or do you think this is windows getting a little tighter? I see what people are saying with the, you know, as soon as an NBA player hits the age of 30, everyone starts freaking out. Like, oh my God, he's only got like a year or two left. And time after time now, I mean, unless you're like James Harden or Anthony Davis, like you, you can usually age pretty well if you actually take care of your body um but like people have to make up their mind like is Giannis the best player in the world or is he not 
Because if he is, there is no regret, and he's only 27 or 28 years old, and if he's 28 years old, he's still got five or six or seven more years of dominance. Mm -hmm. So sure, like, you know, okay, I don't know. But there were good teams, I think, that you were playing. It is what it is. Middleton was injured this this, uh, series, and I think he's a huge part of their team. But I, I, I don't think it's like panic or anything. I get that, you know, the Celtics are coming up. You've got some other teams in the East that are stronger, but... At the end of the day, you have the best player in the NBA. So, like, let's stick to that. Like, yeah. I, I think you're still going to be competitive, and I don't think it's a problem. Yeah, I think they have a winning formula. I just think they're missing a big component to it, which was Chris Middleton. I think yeah. that's hard to replace. Like, I get every team has injuries, but, you know, it's like if they if the Heat in the early 2000s lost Dwayne Wade, like, you know, you're missing a significant part of your team. And it's not like they got blown out either. It, they were games. Yeah, they were yeah, Chris Middleton on. away from you know maybe taking it six games taking maybe. it exactly and playing and being you know being in a series with the uh with the heat right now so and probably playing into june to be honest absolutely yeah 100 yeah, exactly. so you know i agree with alex i think he's got Giannis has you know who knows six seven years left so i would just continue keep the pairings you have as long as the guys are productive exactly and i think like you could always like refresh if i don't know if if holiday does start playing bad that doesn't mean you can't find a very competent point guard later mm-hmm. like they've moved yeah. off Bledsoe, right like, who's to say they can't find another guy um and a, and i think with a lot of these star players like like lebron didn't really like he got to the conference finals a bunch of times but he didn't start like ripping those finals until almost until after he was 30, right? Yeah, like but right where Giannis like, is right, right now. Right where Giannis is right now is where LeBron started. I know we didn't watch Jordan, but also like from watching the documentary and like learning other stuff, like he didn't start winning championships until after like 28, 29, 30. Yeah. So I think it's fine. There's no reason to press the panic button. No, mm-hmm. Not at all. And that's just exactly what you said is what's so scary about Doncic right now. Oh. If he starts getting a taste at 22, 23, look out, dude. That's all I'm saying. It is, yeah, it's like th- th- early thunder where it's like you just... Where if you can get young. there, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you could just get there, then maybe Westbrook's yeah. career goes a lot differently. Yeah, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Just sliding doors. And basketball is great sport for that. Fantastic 100%. sport for that. Um, I will say about Milwaukee. Lastly, I I gained much more respect for them this year. I didn't. I thought their rotations were still a little weird, but their coaching overall was much better, and they mm-hmm. played like the championship winners. Like they weren't phased. Like last year, we remember Giannis was so jittery on the free throw line. We remember all those little things that they kept doing wrong yeah. leading up, and it seemed like you know they were co- overcoming themselves to get there. And now it's like, oh, we we know how to get there. This stuff doesn't phase us anymore. So hopefully they can roll that back next year. Phoenix. Sure. Phoenix mm. is exact opposite of yeah. know how we, mm. we we know how to get there. Mm. They went up 2-0 in the finals last year and fell away, and then they come into this season. It seemed like there was a lot of vengeance. Everybody title favorites pretty much since like November on. <laughs> they were like number one favorites. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, New Orleans takes them to six in the first round, and then one of the worst losses, I think, I can remember in recent memory. Yeah. That was an absolute train wreck. Um, unbelievable. Down 30 at half at home against Dallas. 27 points in the first half. Their starting lineup at halftime, 5 points, 4 points, 3 points, 2 points, 1 point. That, that was the first half total for Phoenix. Chris Paul has now, uh, I mean, we know the Chris Paul career story. I almost want him to not win now because his career story is like so unique. Good. Yeah, it's yeah. too unique. Like it's perfect. Yeah. You don't want to mess up something that's perfect. It's yeah. a perfect right? character in a movie. It is yeah. perfection. Yeah. He's now blown five 2-0 series leads. <laughs> mm. <laughs> 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 Amazing. Amazing. That's incredible. Um, 
he there was a lot with Patrick Beverly. I think we could, we'll get to that later, obviously. But we do get the benefit of the doubt a couple of days after the fact of quickly, and then I'll ask you guys' opinion. One, it seems like DeAndre Aiden's not coming back. It seems yes. like that's pretty yeah. obvious. They didn't want to pay him the max during the season or before the season. It seems like I mean he was benched like the whole second half of Game Seven. It seems like he's not coming back. It seems like they're going to do a little bit of a trade there. Apparently, he was available during the regular season for a trade. Uh, two, Chris Paul apparently playing through a quad injury. I don't now, care. There's yeah. some debate about if this is fake or not, <laughs> mainly started by Patrick Beverly. But he is 37. He just had his 37th birthday. I feel like that just kind of comes with the territory when you're that old. Even if you it, let's say it's a real injury, he had a broken hand last year. His quads hurting this year. Yeah. When you're that old as a point guard who's that small, who's played that many games, it's just like we're in demand, dude. It's gonna happen to you. It's yeah. quad injury. You said, yeah. Well, how quad? How is it a quad injury when he said right after the game, uh, "I'm going to uh, practice with my son in the gym." Yep. I just got a text from my son. To, let's yep. hit up the gym. It's not adding so up. someone's lying. Yeah. Something's not adding up. His yeah. son or himself? Yeah. yeah, one of the two is liars. Yeah. And uh, that, lastly, just, I know we said this, but one of the weirdest losses I think I've ever seen. Like, it almost feels like there has to be something going on for that to happen in a game set. That's incredible. What did you think? Can I can I say what I would do if I'm the Suns? Whatever you want. Let's go. I'm trading Chris Paul like immediately. Well, here's a hot take. No, I don't go. think it's that hot, and I'll tell you why. So, because campaign is the team. Well, I honestly think he like he should have played a bit more. I agree, but I don't I think that's the key to your issues Sorry, necessarily. Go ahead. No, 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 you're good. So you mentioned he's 37. So he's got, I mean, who knows how many years left? Maybe two, one, two, three. Who like few years left? Productive years. And I think he's just a complete liability on defense. I know you said we'll get to what uh, Beverly said later, uh, specifically maybe about him being a cone. But yeah. <laughs> I actually agree with that. I, I, I saw a stat that said he was involved in the most uh, pick and rolls, like where he was, they would, you know, bring uh, him as a defender on, in his involvement in switches, action. essentially, into the action. You know, they were specifically targeting him. Um, he was getting the Pritchard treatment. He was getting the Pritchard treatment, especially in the five games after the, the when they after the Suns went up to uh, 2-0. So I think he's a complete liability on defense. Um, I think his body's breaking down. I, I mean, he's not. If you want to win a championship, uh, Booker, he's just not on the same timetable as the rest of the team. And I think he's a liability, like I said. So I would move off him. Um, and I think he's a big reason that uh, Doncic played as well as he did. Um, or looked as good as he did, and he just didn't, you know, score and perform when he needed to. So that would be my diagnosis specifically. It's time to ask Chris Paul, who are yeah. you bringing in to replace him? Are we going to go, uh, workshop on that? Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah. Westbrook. Westbrook. Classic. He's available. I heard. <laughs> Maybe. If with Let's the right hope offer, so. I hope price. so. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. We bargain hard, hard enough. Sure. Uh, the you know, I, we'll see what happens with Paul. Um, it just, I think he's a losing player. I think you know he's agreed. Had a, De- decent amount of time in the NBA. I think he's a losing player, and um, I don't know if the Suns can win with him. Honestly, as good as he's been, and I've been a huge Chris Paul fan. Um, I, I just there's something obviously about him where he can't win. Um, the only issue is I think it's a little too drastic if they're going to move off Aiton and Paul. I feel like that's just way too much. It's almost a rebuild. It's yeah. almost like a rebuild, and yeah. then I just feel like that's too much. So I get moving off either Aiton or Paul. But moving off both of them, then that's just way too much. I think new chemistry that you have to build, and you're kind of resetting. Like, does that ne- do, do those next people fit in with Booker? I think Westbrook doesn't. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I just wanted to ask what happened to the best player on the best team. Yeah, 
Uh, did he uh, Devin Booker show up because had a combined three points with Chris Paul in the first half? And those are that's a sentence I'll never forget. Yeah. That's just ludicrous. Uh-huh. Um, so, and you know what? I I'm I've said it. I'm not a huge Devin Booker fan. Uh, but he looked like he was talking a lot of shit. And don't talk to Luca to guys like Luca like LeBron. If you just piss them off, they're just gonna play really well. So not not the smartest move. Yeah, I will say Owens on the trade Chris Paul because it's not in your time, not in your team timetable camp, and then they're gonna trade DeAndre. Aiden. It's like, I feel like, like what's, what's like cool? we want older guys. Not I think there's older. some some like <laughs> locker room issues there too, where he's I don't think he's happy with the team. DeAndre? Yeah. You, you didn't like him dancing? Did you not see <laughs> the dance video? Yeah. He seems really happy to me, dude. Doing yeah. the like he was doing <laughs> the Fortnite. Doing the Fortnite. Maybe he's just not happy with the team. Like Maybe. the organization. I think well, he definitely, I mean, I think definitely I think he thought yeah. that after what he did for them in the in the finals. Which was which big. was big yeah. that he should have got the max then. And now he's even now he's pissed because now teams are like, Well, you didn't play well. Now he's gonna get less, I think. Well, I don't here's, know. here's we'll the right take there. He should have got the max. Yeah, and he, well, he should have regular been. team would have done it, but yeah. Phoenix is notoriously cheap. This is how it happens. They Not choose great. to pay guys and then they just act And they're other cheap. Ones. But dude, do you know have you seen their like who they're paying next year? Oh, Landry Shaman's getting it's like 10 mil. 10 mil? Yeah. And that Chris Cam's Paul contract's like in heat. Yeah. yeah. That might, we like might 30. go back to Chris Paul being yeah. one of the most untradeable contracts yeah. in the NBA. He was untradeable and then he was very tradable. And now, and now he might be untradeable, untradeable again. again. The Lakers are hoping for that progression with Westbrook. They just got to get him off on the tradable part. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, that was the Suns. We're coming back with some uh, Patrick Beverly stuff for sure and some football. All right. Patrick Beverly. We've been leading towards this for a while. He went on ESPN, and he has become maybe the most... I I don't even know what to say about this guy. Entertaining? Entertaining for sure, but he's a lightning rod. Absolutely pulverizing for sure. Um, I think he did three days in a row. I'm pretty sure he might go back for four. Please. I I don't know how this starts where it's like, hey, we like your tweets, like, come on. And then the ratings are just like sky high, Patrick Beverly. And it, my favorite comment for sure was he was getting all over Chris Paul. And he said, if he's guarding Steph, he's in bed at 8 p.m. And if he's guarding Chris Paul, he's out all night. So <laughs> I think, you know, Patrick Beverly That's does far. talk a lot for a guy who averaged like 11 points and didn't make it out the first round. But... I think as a commentator, he might be the most entertaining person in the world right now. I absolutely, I, I love it because he's not afraid. He's an active player and he's not afraid to like trash everybody. No. Like he'll have no guys. Regard. No regard. Like it could be a teammate for all we, for all we know. Like he could come on next, the next show and just be like, yeah, cat, like horrible defender, like like he, he smells yeah, bad. Yeah. He smells uh-huh. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's like uh our coach, Chris Finch. Yeah. Like, guy's a bum. Yeah. I don't even know why he's around, but like I'm gonna keep dealing with him I'm Like I run the it. practices, like, yeah. not even him. Yeah. <laughs> oh Pat Bev. Do you have anything you want to say about him? Um, I mean good move by first take. Yeah. Like yeah. I thought they were struggling a little bit there after <laughs> Like they were just trying like absolutely every single guy, just like JJ plug Redick, and chug, like uh, Mad JJ, Dog, yeah. JJ Reddick, Mad Dog, <laughs> Michael like, Irvin, Michael Irvin, uh-huh. like all these people. Pat Bev seems like a good find to me. I mean, if it's drawing ratings, like let's go. If Tom Brady's getting four hundred mil, how much is Pat Bev getting? That's the question. Wow, like he's gonna out earn his paying uh, playing career. I can tell you oh, that yeah. much. I mean, Do you think they'd ever hire him, like on like on a panel? He should just hang it up right now. Absolutely, he oh, should. What is he doing? He's wasting time. Literally, like he could just, be making way more somewhere else. Of course, of yeah. course, it's great. He might be my favorite. Like his segments 
uh, I'm not a huge first take listener. I'm, I'm more of a anybody. That's that, actually like the first thing I put on. That's what I'm saying. I'm more of a coward guy. Like I, I listen to coward most days, um, as far as like talk radio goes, but uh, or I guess talk TV. But like Pat Bev, I watched everything. Like I watched him getting fights with JJ Reddick. Like all of it. It's just it's so good. It's great. He's so I feel like he's candid. I do too. Yeah, yeah it's great. It's and good, I, it's good to get a guy fresh out the game in there yes. too, because you know they have like the most recent opinions. Exactly, and I think that's part of the appeal, which is like he's an actual active player, and yeah. he knows these guys. And like when someone act, like when an active NBA player just trashes another active NBA player on live television, I mean that's always good rating. Yeah, it's yeah. like Draymond, but honestly, a bit better. I like I, him more. I do too. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I don't know what that is. I don't Draymond's know what it is either. too like an- analytical. I think with some of his stuff. That might be it. And it's like, he's not just calling players like, a cone. Yeah. yeah. And there's like yeah. an actual like reason. Yeah. Pat Bev just like going at you. Like, gut feelings. Yeah. Gut feelings. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like he's talking trash, but he's just doing it to the TV. Yeah. 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 You could ask him about literally any player, and he'd just give you like straight from the heart. That yeah. should be their next segment. Just bar. sit him down and be like, "All right, Patrick, like." What do you think about Andrew Wiggins? And then he just just uh, goes. Just yeah, give, you can feed him, give him a little runway. Throw and him he would, the log. he would do it too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he has no regard. I love it. A couple of things NBA this week came out as well. Uh, first thing is that they're looking into a midseason tournament that would start in 2023-24. Now, I mean, to me, like the big thing with this is I'm not I'm not going to be saying. James Harden won a midseason tournament, so like put it on the put him on the mm. resume. I feel like it's kind of like a league cup in uh, soccer. Like it's not really that big a deal. It's just something you do. And do we lose eighty two games if we do this? How long is it going to take? What's the prize? Do the player are the players going to care? I feel like there's a lot of complications with this. There's a lot of ways it could go wrong. I think um, I've heard a lot of like they're trying to replicate like what the Premier League does. They're, those are two different things. Absolutely. Like the cup is, you've got like two or three divisions in four maybe involved in that fight for the the league cup. Yeah, but this is just the same NBA teams. Like, there's nothing really different about this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what what the appeal is. Like, I don't know. It's it's tough to me to understand. Like, because with with the, with English cups in 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 soccer, you could literally have a second or third division team like make it to the final. Yeah, so tech, you could. What's that going to be like in the NBA? Like the Pistons go on a run to like the conference final. That's the equivalent. I don't even know. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so are you trying to replicate that? Because yeah. the basketball is a sport where like the best team usually wins. So I'm not yeah. sure what what's the Pistons appeal. What's the Magic appeal? And yeah. like playing for a cup. I feel like it's going to just be the same four teams that are going to be in the uh, like. In the in, NBA finals, in the NBA finals, or the same two teams or whatever. So it's weird. It's weird to me. I'd I'd shorten the season by like ten games. Um, that's what I would do. Yes. Um, but you don't need this in the middle, and, right? and I don't yeah. want that in the middle because, like you said, <laughs> they already added the um, play mo- They added, which is fine. But yeah. They already added yeah. the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals MVPs. <laughs> And now they're adding True. this, so once again, that's more Legacy resume talk. building, yeah. and it's True. like that's a lot. That's a little too much. That's a lot. People yeah. are going to start saying that if you get a conference finals MVP and an in-season tournament, that that's like winning the NBA championship. <laughs> that's too much, dude. That's like finals MVP and pump right, the brakes, exactly. Cash like, what's yeah. the difference? Exchange rate. Exchange rate. Yeah. Exchange rate. <laughs> it's a like guy got seventy-five cent coin and twenty-five yeah. cents, and I'm yeah. trading him for the full Looney. dollar. Yeah. yeah, give me that. Yeah. No, that doesn't make sense. And like you're saying. 
like I read the like the report, and it's like based off the success of the playing tournament. That is two different things. The playing tournament, you're actually playing to go to the playoffs. Like it's like stakes. Yeah. Mid-season tournament, you're just dropping it in out of thin air. Yeah. And like you said, if you wanted to replicate soccer, that's fine. Soccer has a good system going, but soccer as a game is so much more random oh, than yeah. basketball is. Basketball is like a dictated outcome, exactly like what you said. How many times are the Bucks gonna lose to the Magic? It's not even worth playing. Yeah, exactly. The- so. What know. if what if they did the like bottom half of the teams? Like, yes. would anyone watch that though? I don't know. Maybe. What like, would the Sacramento be? Kings versus oh, Orlando for like Magic the, for like the lottery? For the cup. Oh, for, the, for the cup. For the cup. Like, you don't even the play. Cup. Just for the cup. Just like you don't cup. even play the top teams. It's wow. just the bottom. Like teams. instead of All Star. Sure. Or in, adi- in sure. addition to. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a weird thing. Oh my goodness! It's too much. The other thing they were they were talking about was eliminating the take foul. And just giving yeah. it the transition oh, yeah. foul, which uh, nobody will say that that's a bad idea. No, and it would just be possession and one free throw. Hundred yeah. percent, I agree. with Should have been done like years five ago. years ago. Yeah. Twenty. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why that's still a thing. It's a no-brainer. I, uh, I'm completely with it. Uh, last thing on the NBA: curse of Kendall Jenner. Oh, it's been circulating. She's dated three NBA players. Mm. Blake Griffin, 2017. What happened to Blake Griffin? Signed a max with the Clippers, traded to Detroit, and then his career just and. After Detroit, down a cliff, and I like Blake Griffin, but that's the reality. I feel what like happened? He's, like decently older than her. Yeah. Now, like looking back, <laughs> that's a little <laughs> Quite heat. A bit. That's like a Tyla, that's like Tyga, a Kylie Jenner situation. Yeah. Heat. <laughs> Drake, Millie, Bobby Brown. Heat. <laughs> um, ben Simmons, 2018. Do we even? Do we even? What happened? Dated Kendall Jenner. No, but what happened after? Something wrong with him? Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Oh, okay. He yeah. just, he just had back surgery that's okay, right. so that no one doesn't count yeah uh-huh. but Blake so Griffin and Booker that do. doesn't help the resume <laughs> yeah um and then Devin Booker what's going on is there a curse is this extending the Kardashian curse I think the answer is obvious just look at the data there's always a Kardashian curse so you can't really win if you're dating a Kardashian it's good to yeah. see it lives on yeah no it mm. is I like yeah, how the Kardashian curse mainly affected your on-field or on-court play, and it just affected Tristan Thompson into being a scumbag. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 It just took him from, like, in the NBA to, like, renowned scumbag. And, yeah. like, ended Lamar Odom's life. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> on a sadder note. <laughs> oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say it's that. It's a bit dark. I didn't say that. Not literally he's still alive, but, yeah. Um, NFL. Uh, I, we're going to save most of the NFL for Sunday. I'm at a loss for words after Lamar Odom. I'm not going to lie. Um, we're going to save most of the NFL stuff for Sunday when we actually have Adam here. But the one thing I did want to talk about, because I do feel like it's interesting, is Drew Brees has left NBC. Apparently, that oh, he yeah. asked mm. for more in-studio games, thought he could. They, they sort of hired him with the hope that he would replace Collinsworth and they would have Tariko and Brees this year instead of Michaels and Collinsworth. But Drew Brees was an ambient on the broadcast, so there's like they were not really interested in giving him more games. He is reportedly leaving. He disputed the report, but it seemed like pretty credible to me. He did tweet after... Despite speculation from media about my future this fall, I'm currently undecided. I may work for NBC. I may play football again. I may focus on business. Now, the last time, like, people were focusing on the football thing, like, he would even get a job offer. The last time he played, he couldn't throw 10 yards down the field. Yeah. Like, Jameis Winston was a, like, tangible upgrade on what he was offering. So I don't think he's coming back. He's 43 years old. But what I do find interesting is, like, Drew Brees, obviously, Hall of Fame quarterback, 
whatever you want to say about its legacy, like it doesn't really matter. Hall of Fame yeah. quarterback, 20 years in the NFL, mm-hmm. grinded, like football was this guy's life, right? Mm-hmm. 20 years. He thinks, oh, I'm just going to move into broadcasting. And he's like, not good at it. Like it's very obvious that he's, it's just not like clicking for him. Maybe it will at some point, but for right now, I wondered if this makes Fox sports look at this Tom Brady thing. Like this could be a massive mistake. Like what if Tom just doesn't like it? What happens then? Where goes, where goes your 400 million? Like that's another guy, 25 years, football, life, grind, grind, grind. And then you switch it up. What if you're just like, this sucks? Like. I There's like got to be a clause in there because, yeah. like, you you invested all this. Oh, Brady's coming to us right after, and then if he doesn't, it does look tough. I don't know what this infatuation with like these like quarterbacks over the age of forty like come in to do the broadcast. Like, I get like the Romo thing was sick, and like they hit it out of the park. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But we've seen a bunch of guys like Breeze wasn't that hot. Um, I didn't. Witten wasn't a quarterback. But he was horrible. <laughs> it was pretty bad. He was Not so- sure. Like, I don't know about Brady. Like. Manning just, was decent. Yeah. Manning, but that's a much different thing. thing. Than yeah, that's right. way more casual and laid back, right? right. Yeah. So, because I, th- I, I think I think more people can nail the Manning thing than they can the yes. actual broadcasting. Yes. I think the broadcasting thing is pretty hard. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of guys can, like, look how many guys can go on to LeBron's um, the, shop. the shop thing and just kick it, and it's a great episode every time. But I think it's <laughs> a lot different when you actually have to, like, lead a show and... And yeah, Alex loves the shop. That's what I my take. I bring it up all the time, <laughs> but are. I don't even watch it. So. <laughs> I think the shop is like four hours of recording into 20 minutes of an episode. I think that's what it's like. The other thing is, it's like, I think we're looking at like these broadcaster contracts, like actual sports contracts, like clutch sports is in there, like negotiating guaranteed money and like no trade clauses. Like, I feel like it's like, if you, it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, he decided he wanted to do something else after year three. But we guaranteed him four hundred. We have to pay it's like him the four hundred. You're working against the cap. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. You have to pay this. I feel like it's like if he doesn't want to, like we're not going to pay him the rest of his contract. Yeah, true, you know what true, I mean. True. That's why. I mean, I don't know. True. I'm just throwing that out there. I think it's like it's a little uh, different. It's like a player option situation. Yeah. Yeah. You opt in every year. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. You can just decide. Yeah. One up. One up. Yeah. No, I uh, I thought the whole thing was a little bit interesting. We were saving most of our football stuff for Sunday when Adam can get some big comments in. Mm. Yeah. I've been I've been waiting to hear his opinion on Dalvin Cook taking half his reps at receiver. That that wow. is something wow. that I that is, I need a nanny take on that one. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, we're trying out some new stuff and some old stuff. We, uh, you might know this time of show as Bozo of the Week and Genius mm. of the Week on a Thursday episode, but I think we're going to make some changes, maybe, potentially, maybe, depending potential. on how this goes. We're going to give you a little bit of the old stuff. Alex has got his usual stuff mm-hmm. prepared. I'm going to try out a new block. I'm not sure what Owen has in mind. I'm not sure that Owen I'm has. not sure that Owen has. Yeah. <laughs> knows what he has in mind that's okay that's yeah. okay we'll, like we're, we're workshopping ideas it's here. freestyle yeah, uh-huh. yeah. freestyle yeah, yeah exactly yeah. you'll go at the end of the third period yes i will deal okay. <laughs> that sounds good yeah deal okay alex what do you want to do you want to read your uh... yeah i'll do my uh genius and bozo of the week my first genius of the week um it's the grind right. because the grind just keeps on winning yeah. um regardless oh. of whether you run away to it from it or, or to it it just wins and when you, once you pick the grind you got to stick with the grind um and damian lillard knew exactly what yeah. he wanted when he was saying i'm 
stick into the grind. Yeah. Uh, whoever watched the NBA draft lottery, um, I'm not sure how high the Trailblazers were supposed to pick, but they were the only team that got Six. knocked out of the. Yeah. yeah, they were the only team that got knocked back. Um, nice. So they didn't end up getting higher than five or whatever, um, <laughs> or awesome. even a shot at the first pick. You hate to see it. And, really you know, is. everyone sends their own representatives for who's in the lottery, and the Trailblazers sent Dame, and they panned to him, and he just, like, rolled back in his chair and, like, sulked and was, like, pretty unhappy. Um, so, so uh, I mean, the grind keeps on winning, dude. I, literally, yeah. if you're a fan of the grind, why would you want a top three pick? Yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. trade my pick back. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, can we get any farther back? Because yeah. yeah. I want to grind for I'll this. I'll take 24 and 28 for yeah. seven. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'll yeah. do. Because if I was Dame and I showed up there, I want the last pick. So, I want yeah. I want 14th, 15th in the lottery. Not, yeah. not anything higher than that. My yeah. favorite part about Dame being there is it's like... You go through the list of representatives, and it's like PJ Washington, Anderson Verjao. Like it's like the D list of D list, and then Dame Lillard's just sitting in the yeah. laser chair. Yeah, so funny to me every single time. Oh my goodness, PJ yeah. Washington looked interesting. He was. I don't think he, he, like he was, was there by choice. Baked. <laughs> he was just <a> force. <laughs> okay. No, that's good. I think the grind officially, like after most recent counts, is like a million and zero. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. The grind doesn't lose. Yeah. It's undefeated. Absolutely. Well, he asked for it and he's getting it. So. So, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing Uh wrong with that. And like you said, you don't want the number one pick if you're addicted to the grind. Not at all. No. No. It's too easy. And my bozo of the week is uh, kind of staying hockey theme here. uh, The Arizona Coyotes. Um, (laughs) I just have to go back to this team. Classic bozo. When you don't know what to find, go to the Arizona Coyotes. Um, because, Because they're playing in like. A baby, like, yeah. of a stadium. For those who don't know. They, like a pond. Yeah. they're uh, Like a, a backyard pond. Exactly. <laughs> their arena lease expired um, in the city of Glendale. So they're moving to Tempe, which is a more populated area. So you'd think, oh, okay, better ticket sales. Yeah. Well, actually, they're going to be playing in a 5,000-seat arena. Yeah. A pro sports team in a 5,000-seat arena. Yeah. Anyway, pick back, pick back up. Yeah, not sure... Uh... How the finances are gonna go there? <laughs> it must be tough to be an investor, but uh, it doesn't. That's not all. Um, it gets it gets worse. Um, so yeah, they're gonna play at ASU Stadium or Arena or whatever, and uh, ASU isn't letting them put the Coyotes logo in the middle of the no ice. Way. It'll stay the ASU logo. No for people that don't watch hockey it's a tradition it's ever since the time of hockey ever since nhl started the team at home always has center the, their logo at center ice I, arizona i think will be the first team not to yeah i think it, the time of hockey may be an exaggeration like in 1892 yeah. i don't think they're yeah. out there with the paint <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> lining it up boys yeah um but uh, that's pretty embarrassing. And uh, ASU, it almost seems like ASU's doing a favor for the Coyotes because in the lease, I think, now that they're signing, there's a good behavior clause oh, no where way. ASU can actually kick out the Coyotes if like <laughs> they deem their behavior isn't good from ownership, management, and the players as a club. So It's, like, it's literally like uh, it, an apartment. Yeah. It's an apartment. Uh-huh. Like, like it's like they're treating them like babies. Like, it's it's yeah. just so embarrassing. So they're my bozo. It's yeah. like you want to put art on the walls. 
no, our art stays. Yeah. Like, we furnished it. You don't get to furnish it. You don't get it. to touch anything. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're yeah. just occupying the space. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. like the kid's been causing trouble at school, so you send him off to boarding school. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're not leaving your room. You're going to this class at this time. You're going back. Like, we'll see you at Christmas. Yeah. Prove yeah. that you can sell 5,000 tickets. Yeah. Exactly. And then maybe. Yeah. Exactly. And then even on top of that, your <laughs> revenue... Sell some jerseys. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. Get to work in. Yeah. yeah I, I just up. don't know who's signing up for that to play, not there. play there, that small stadium, and not even have your own damn logo at center ice. <laughs> um, for the fork. And uh, no conclusive evidence. Oh, uh, you're just going right to it. Just <laughs> hammering through them all. Uh, no conclusive evidence. This seems tough now. Seemed like a great idea before the Mavs uh, Warriors game, as we know now. Uh, the Mavs got absolutely demolished. But uh, Luca might be the coolest person in the world. Before, I think, uh, game one in San Francisco, he was just caught just ripping brews with the boys um, before the game. This guy is just, he could eat whatever he wants, drink whatever he wants, smoke whatever he wants. Uh-huh. He was smoking hookahs. Hookah Doncic. Hookah Doncic in the offseason. Like, what a legend. This yeah. guy doesn't care. And he's just going to kill you and score 45 points. Maybe yeah. not tonight. No. But... That's that's an outlier. Uh-huh. I'm talking about everything else. So yeah, yeah he's what a beast. Putting a little day drunk on before the big game. Oh game yeah, one. take the edge off a little, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> Tipsy by tip off, <laughs> little double. He played like it. So my my idea for a segment. This is a new segment that may Let's be go. returning. So what we're planning on doing, basically, I'll let you in the green room here for mm. the listeners at home. Is we're gonna have some segments that are just gonna rotate in and out. They might get used some weeks. They might get not used for a month on it and then come back. So mm-hmm. this idea. I'm calling it seven-step repair, okay? Oh, wow. So there's an idea out there. You want to band-aid it. You want to make it better. Take me through a seven-step process here. Okay, like, let's, let's go. Let's see the course of action on how we make mm. this better. So I watched the NBA draft lottery on Tuesday. I thought it was, I thought it sucked, to be okay. honest with you. I thought it was boring. <laughs> okay, let's go. I think they need to make this a lot different. Use so some work. The first thing we're doing, this does, okay, I'm actually going to let you, this is a choose-your-own-adventure section. Do you want a 30-minute broadcast or do you want a five-minute, like, Twitch stream? Five-minute Twitch stream. Let's switch it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I agree. So, I just want to know, like, right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're going to the five-minute stream. We're Step two. That's step one. Five minutes. Step two, it's not 1980 anymore. Dump the ping-pong balls. The ping-pong balls are out. It's mm-hmm. a dated process. Get, get rid of the big cards. Mm. See, uh, we're doing something new. Here's my idea. You know those ideas, you know those, those videos where they drop food in each side of the fish tank? Or like, yeah. you, you ever seen the dog with the two yes. garbage cans and they throw the ball? And oh, yes. you can choose which yeah, one. Yeah. Yes. Or like, wow. the, remember Paul the Octopus at the uh-huh. 2010 World Cup? When yeah. He just kept picking games, right? Yeah. Here's, like, so we can, <laughs> remember that guy? Yeah. So here's the thing. We could do like, uh, we could do any of those. It might mm-hmm. depend on the year. We can just rotate. It could be a head to head thing. Yeah. Like Washington again against new york new york advances like just like keep going until uh, the first like bracket team. yeah like a bracket like yeah. you work your way in if you're the worst you're only gonna have to win once paul the right. octopus is only gonna have to pick you uh, once. it's just whoever goes on the run till the end okay okay yeah that's okay. what i'm kind of like thinking. that that's what i'm thinking anyway number four exotic location i don't want to see a hotel room these like these people have been cheering for like malcolm brogdon to carry their team for four months on end like send them to brazil they'll take the vacation mm-hmm. trust me yeah. they've earned the vacation mm-hmm. rotated every year brazil yeah. you know bahamas mexico yeah. get a little like guitar a, yeah a guitar, <laughs> guitar maybe i'm not going to guitar 
<laughs> but like beaches, beaches, yeah, tropical weather, Cancun, yeah, make it relaxing. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I'm going for here. Number five, mandatory appearances for all GMs. Mandatory. Right. You, you don't get to send PJ Washington yeah. to do yeah. your draft pick. Yeah. You don't no get Verizal. to do that. You yeah, no Verizal, uh-huh. no David Robinson. I want to see you. I want to see, and you're mic'd. You're you're not gonna escape oh, the mic. Yeah, you have yeah. to be mic'd. And it, you could say this is too much, but you missed the playoffs. Like make yeah. the playoffs if you want to get out of this situation. Yeah. Like I bet you won't want to be tanking when yeah. you're on live you're TV. Yeah. yeah. Miked Mike'd or live up. Twitch. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Miked. That's what I'm saying. So that all the GMs. That's you don't think they'll five. get a punctured lung with the mic like Randall Cobb? Did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> That was an exotic reference, but I respect it. I just want to see an actual G. Like, I don't care about a player reacting. I want to see an actual GM react to go into, yeah. like, picking Carl Towns to Mario Hazonia. Like, yeah. how does it feel to drop <laughs> off like but, that? Yeah, that? But the reactions for all the other guys are just so bad, too. Like, half yeah. the time, like, for the last lottery, it was just... And the Hornets are picking 13th, and P.J. Washington just blankly stares in the camera. And oh, that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's, that's it. The five seconds he was there, that's it. That's all he had to do. Yeah. Like, come on, give me some more. Yeah. Yeah, so that's step five. Step six, we got two more to go. All 14 GMs, because they're there, horizontal line, okay? Nope. So they're mm-hmm. going across. Wide angle shot. Wide angle shot. Uh-huh. And really wide. Super wide. above them, we're taking the lottery players, and we're putting them in a cage, like the top like five guys. Wow. And it's just going to move down the line every single time it goes down. Like, where are they going to go? And it gets a little lower every time. So by the end, they're going to be Wait. descended next to the number one GM. Oh. All of the lottery players? Yeah, it's going to be a big cage. Picture. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge cage. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. So then all the... So are they in order before in the line? So picture all 14 GMs in the line right now in yeah. order. Mm-hmm. We start them on the lowest oh. probability end. Uh-huh. And then like if the lowest probability <laughs> end wins, they like go down a little bit. And then if, yeah. the ne- and then if they lose out, then they're moving over. Okay. And then they're going to keep going down and over, down and over, down and over. Until they get to the number one pick. And then they're on the ground. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like that. Oh, I love it. Good for the good for the stream. Great for the stream. Good thumbnail. Maybe you attract some thumbnail. viewers. Yeah. And then uh, last or, one. Or... <laughs> Is it a is it a money in the bank situation? You got the the GMs, bro, like getting the ladder, like banging <laughs> on the cage, like I want it. <laughs> now, this is a more exotic one, but like you know, what yeah. I mean. they fight be... for the key. Like yeah. no, Jerry like pushes Sam Presti off. Oh, <laughs> or it could be like a dunk tank type situation where it's like if you if if you get the odds, the cage just opens up and then like oh, yeah, Chet just falls. filling out of there like hot soup. Yeah, yeah. so it's like oh, like, is it gonna be me? Is it gonna be me? Oh, it wasn't uh, me, like a hot potato. And then yeah, yeah. you want yeah, because then you want to uh-huh. have the because if you're the Wizards hitting it with a zero point five percent chance, that's a huge fall. Like yeah. they're all coming down with broken legs. <laughs> yeah. But if you're the Pistons hitting it, it's like a, it's like a soft landing. Yeah, maybe, and maybe yeah. there's a trampoline down there that they just bounce right, right back exactly. up off of. Yeah, right. but it's cement over by the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next, he's not. He's not seeing the court until you're three. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. that's what you get for hitting the spot <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and skipping your turn. Yeah. You yeah. got to be worse. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And then last idea. Now, this one's the most far-fetched. I think the whole thing is pretty... It's conceivable no, until bit. this point. Scientists, we need to create a dopamine counter in your body so I yeah. can see, like, the emotions that you're having yeah, yeah, yeah. as the lottery yeah. is progressing. And the, all the GMs are obviously hooked up to this. And most importantly, the lottery picks are hooked up to this. So, like, Chet Holmgren, how do you feel about going to... Chet Holmgren, how do you feel about going to the magic? Like, we're going to see uh, yeah. how you feel. There's no lie. To, like, basically a lie detector, yeah, yeah. but for happiness. That's yeah, what like we need to It's like Apple Watch type beat where it's telling you your heart rate, yes. your oxygen, whatever. But this time now we have dopamine in there too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it'd be I like, like Stephen A, like, you'd be listening to Chet Homer and be like, I'm so happy to be here. Like, I'm just happy to, you know, have my name called. And it'd be like, Stephen A, be like, oh, like, record low on the dopamine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Record low. It's like the Wonderlick, yeah. except for happiness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big, big analytics show. So that's yeah. my seven-step plan to fix the draft lottery. I like that. I like I that. Love it. Some, you know, some of the ideas might take a bit, uh-huh. might be, take a bit of time, but I think if we could implement, you know, three to four of those, we'd, uh, we'd make the draft a lot better. It yeah. might be a metaverse idea. Might be a metaverse wow. idea. Even in the metaverse, I think that's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah. Thank I you. like it. I like that. That's a pass. That, thank you. The seven step plan has been approved. Mm. Yeah. Let's go. I like that. All right. The pressure is on Owen right now. He's got to dig deep. Okay. So I'm going to give, I'm going to go back to the basics, go back to the roots and, uh, I'm going to do a little classic. A little classic. Yeah. A little classic, uh, genius and Bozo. <laughs> Respect. So should I start with genius or Bozo, Phil? Bozo, Bozo. Okay. So my Bozo this week is James Corden. Oh, <laughs> I know, shocker. <laughs> I know. For those of you who don't know, James Corden is a uh, talk show, or he, I think he just canceled his show, or just retired. It's ending soon. It's ending, ending soon. He, he, he announced retirement. Yeah, he announced retirement. Um, and that's not the only thing he's been announcing. So, <laughs> what a tease. he actually revealed to his viewers, I think on his show, um, that he only washes his hair about once every two months. So he said, uh, in the quote, he said, <clears throat> I use soap. But I don't wash my hair. I wash it every two months. That is a true story. I do not think we are nasty. I don't know who we is. Um, I'm assuming that's his family. I think mm. they my guess. I think they're lying to you. Like, that who's lying? That his family is. His yeah. family's lying to him. I think. Highly possible. Um, I mean, the idea that he's got his whole family on this regimen, like, nah, like we're not, like you guys, like this is like a family plan. Like yeah. we're not, we're all not gonna sh- like shampoo except for once every two months. Like, did I just hear the? Hair, like blow dryer on like, are you are you kidding me right yeah. now uh, yeah the soap's looking me? a little bit low yeah like uh-huh. are we do we need to do a check yeah, like, yeah. is everything okay here yeah. like let me see the hair <laughs> guys i just weighed the shampoo uh-huh lighter than last week lighter than last week <laughs> who did it <laughs> and don't get me started on what i found in the conditioner <laughs> yeah so i mean i think i don't know how old his kids are but i assume they're at least he probably has one that's old enough to be bullied for having gross hair, right? Yeah. You'd assume. Uh, you'd you'd assume. assume. He's a middle-aged man. It's never too early to get bullied for your hair, right? Yeah. Like, dandruff is a thing that starts at age, like, four. And dandruff, but it's also like, did you just get out of the shower? No. Like, <laughs> that's an all-time, like, shower every day type beat. Moment. Are these kids not playing sports? Or... That's... Because my hair, when I play sports, like, I'm taking a shower when I get home. You take a shower oh. and you're washing your hair. Oh, yeah, sweaty. Yeah. So, yeah. That could almost be a cap or not. I feel like that's something you just wouldn't want to lie about. Like, what do you gain type beat? Yeah, it's 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 weird. And so he, once every two months. That's what he says, yeah. Matt, well, those kids have to, like, pick. It's like, I got prom and I got this sick party. Like, when do I wash my hair? Like, I got to pick once. Birthday in May? 
graduation in June. Yeah. Mm. Which one's Which it going to be? Yeah. Where do I want to be fresh? I think they're banking. They're like, I'm going to skip four months. Yeah. Because Cash I got in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, charged, I'm charged twice this week, baby. Exchange. Doubling up. Yeah. Double no, but if you do. Okay, you know, I'm done. I'm not even going to comment any further on the hair situation. What'd you have for Genius of the Week? Um, so, my Genius this week is uh, Patrick Beverly. And specifically, Patrick Beverly just lying. Mm. Um, so he kind of touched on a few of his, uh, you know, some of the, his antics, um, because he's been, he, I guess, you know, he's taken a liking to, to first take he's, he's appeared multiple times. Um, and he actually had a sit down interview with Stephen A. Smith, um, where he just said some of the most outrageous things, um, I think you could imagine. Um, so I'm going to read off a couple of them to you guys. First of all, he said he actually destroyed Chris Paul at <laughs> LeBron's camp many years ago so they haven't found footage or like a date of this camp but apparently and we're gonna just have to take his word for it okay i'm down they played at a camp at lebron's camp way back in the day and Mm. pat bev locked it down i think like pat bev uh, he locked him up he said quote i destroyed him Uh, but somehow clutch (laughs) works for chris paul and not pat beverly but that's just i mean politics politics yeah what's destruction for pat beverly like seven points he's like oh i got him oh (laughs) you wish you never had me today (laughs) i took him to the post for two in the third yeah yeah i have a senior suspicion he actually he didn't destroy him that's Mm. all i want to say yeah Uh, that's a decent hunch yeah it is a decent hunch i think and then the other um just outrageous quote was Patrick Beverly said that he thought if he was on the Lakers with his leadership, they would have made the Western Conference Finals. Mm, mm, leadership. Because yeah. that's one thing they were missing is just a good leader. Definitely. Well, definitely. That was the only thing, one might say. Yeah, yeah. L- literally. Yeah. yeah. I also like that he said LeBron should come to the Timberwolves. Did you see that quote? I did. He said the state taxes are lower in Minnesota. Right. Uh, yeah. LeBron's penny, penny pension. Minnesota's sure. the new Florida. Yeah. From what I've heard. LeBron's making a pros and cons board right yeah. now. He's like, Lakers? Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Like, Honestly. Oh, well, yeah. In basketball terms, I know which one I'm going yeah. with. And it's I, not purple. That's very true. Um, but yeah, no, I'm going to have to agree with him. I think... Honestly, I would. I think he was maybe neglecting like Kendrick Nunn in there because you mm-hmm. probably put Kendrick Nunn in there and his leadership, and you might get there. But I think he's like Ugh. leadership alone might be a bit of a stretch. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's true. So it's true. Yeah. Well, that was good. That was probably the hardest show we've ever done, to be honest. Hundred percent. Very uh, herky jerky episode. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was difficult. I had an idea to do a show where it was like. Like, I don't even know. If, if big things were going on every day, it would just be like post games after like everything. And then you would just pile it all together. You know what I'm saying? I know what you mean. But after yeah. doing this, I've decided that's a bad idea. That's a bad <laughs> That's not a great idea. I kind of feel like an athlete right now. Yeah. You know, because we had our intermissions, time. like halftime, you know, in between quarters and periods. Got to come back out on the ice, man. Be ready. Right? Yeah, it's hard. That's kind of what I felt like. So, yeah, it's hard. But I still give it a 10. It was in different conditions, but a 10. It's good. We'll get Nanny back, be on uh, full strength. So, yeah, good episode. Yeah, we came out alive. We'll you see can't that. ever take a, uh, um, an in-house pod for granted when we're That's not online. True. So, yeah. you can't yeah. hate. Counter blessings type. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. agree. I like that. That's a good note to end it on. We'll see you guys on Monday. Have a good weekend.